Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Good afternoon and welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. My name is Scott Watley. We appreciate you being with us today. We are coming to you live from the Cabela's in Lone Tree. And uh, we were just talking before we came on air here. It is hard to believe that we are coming up on our five years of the Cabela's opening here. And I remember it well as I just kind of live down the street. And uh, I was very excited Cabela's was opening. My wife was not nearly as excited as I was, but uh, this has been a great store and uh, been great for all the folks in the outdoors, and we are glad to be here today. Most of the day is dedicated to talking turkey. Uh, we've got a lot of things going on. At, um, actually, it's starting about right now. Uh, they're having a youth calling contest, and uh, they've already had some seminars going on. Now, I'm going to try to get this disclaimer out a couple of times during the show. We are live Saturdays 1 to 2, which is right now. So if you're listening to us on our replay on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, there are still things going on great at Cabela's on Sunday, and we'll touch on those before we get out of here today. But we first of all want to have on the show first a general manager here at the Lone Tree Cabela's, and that's Chris Fletcher, and we thank Chris for having us in today. Chris, man, exciting day. It's always good to be in Cabela's, man. Yep, it's exciting to uh, have you guys uh, here with us. Uh, you know, it's a great time of the year with uh, spring kicking off and, and the weather's in our favor and we got fishing uh, stuff going on we got turkey you know kind of get everybody back and thinking about getting back outside and doing some of that stuff absolutely so. so tell us a little bit about your background and how you got in with Cabela's and how long you've been with them well I've been with Cabela's for 10 years now and this is the fourth store that I've that I've run and um, you know big big outdoors person uh, hunt and fish just about anything that that swims or moves so right right and uh kind of got a co-host today donnell johnson she's with us as well donnell thanks for being here thanks for having me on again and you guys have already just done your seminar actually it's still going on we're, okay we're pretty long-winded today <laughs> today <laughs> today <laughs> but we are tomorrow up in thornton so they can come at two okay we're teaching again at so. two o'clock mm -hmm. okay great great and, um, and Donnell, you've got a great partnership here with Cabela's as yes. well. Yes, I was uh, here Lisa. for that grand yeah. opening and yeah. watched all those people spend lots of money. Man, it was awesome. It for was sure. a great time. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I'd be remiss to not mention the whole uh, merger with Bass Pro and Cabela's and all the things. Tell us, you know, the positives that you see as that as a 10-year employee of Cabela's. Tell us what you see as looking down the road here with that. Well, I think that, you know, we both companies double in size and, and being able to uh, uh, take the best of both worlds. So you always kind of have your, your uh, it seems like being in the industry, the, the Bass Pro Shopper, the Cabela's Shopper, but um, the big focus right now is, is getting those together, figuring out the best pieces mm -hmm. of Bass Pro and the best pieces of Cabela's, putting those together. Um, and we're really we're excited at the store level for sure. the, for the new stuff and the um, you know I think I think one uh, one big focus for us is the regional assortment right um, and that's something that that I would say has always been a, a topic in the ten years with Cabela's but it I feel like there's going to be a lot of autonomy and and we're going to be able to do that much better going sure. forward sure well, I tell you, you know what's great is just to come to one store and man's get everything you need. I mean, that's what's just cool about having a great store like this. 
and uh, you know whether you're into just the outdoors and there's a lot of people that come here that don't hunt or fish probably you know they're just into the outdoors and so no matter what your needs are uh you know cabela's the bass pro stores are uh great stores uh to have now you got a lot going on recap a little bit of what you man we got uh so just today alone we got several different we got the uh nwtf here uh with the with the booth doing doing their piece we got um several different seminars going on whether it's calling whether it's setting up decoys whether it's you know just 101 how to hunt right um and we also have uh, some uh, uh walleye fishing basics uh, going on over in the fishing as well so okay. um blood drive going on out front and my old friend here we we got it's going on all over the place. Absolutely. So. We're going to get Fred Eichler on and also Sergio Alcazar is going to uh, join us and Sergio's doing got a booth real close to us here on the main aisle as you come in the Lone Tree store and uh, he's got, Donnell, I don't know if you've seen the things with Mojo over there that Sergio just no, got in go last night. Because somebody came over in our class and was talking about Sergio so I need yeah. to go see it. Okay, yeah, he's right over here so we're going to get you showing you that. Well, Chris, I know you're busy and got a lot of duties but man, I want to get you on again. Thanks so much for having us out and uh Hopefully we can do this again and more often. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you having me. All right. That is Chris Fletcher, general manager here of the Lone Tree Cabela's. Come on out and see us. A lot going on all day. Uh, of course, our show is 1 to 2. And once again, I just want to mention, if you're listening on Sunday, still come to Cabela's. A lot going on. There's going to be at the Thornton store. Uh, there's a lot going on as well. They're doing a youth calling contest contest as we speak right now here in the Lone Tree store. So if you're... Uh, near this neck of the woods as they say come on by and see us we'd love to see you so let's talk about donnell the folks you had in your previous class here yeah we're talking about we're talking turkey Merriam's rios um it, it's exciting in colorado because we can shoot um we have the opportunity to shoot a Merriam or a, a rio and we actually have the opportunity to get two tags if we apply for the draw now the draws already happened february right. 8th so if you didn't do that, you can still do an over-the-counter, which goes on sale March 17th this next week. And, and, and our season opens in April, and it goes to the end of May, April 14th, I think it is. But we have about a six-week, yeah, April 14th through May 27th. Right. And we have a, you know, we were just talking about that, the numbers of turkeys that have really gone up in Colorado and a chance to get a, a Merriam in the Rocky Mountains. If you have a chance to hunt on the uh, the plat you might have a chance for a rio grande and and actually i've shot two in the last couple of years that were look like a mix oh really <laughs> yeah like a hybrid yeah so donnell johnson's with donnell johnson is with us and also lisa thompson and we'll grab lisa uh, as soon as she finishes the seminar as well and uh, be sure whenever you come in you check out the hunt data maps um they're lo- kind of located by the gun counter uh, over there and uh, take a minute and explain about the maps. So we, we have different products. We have a land use map which is show them public and private land by their game management unit. So a turkey unit 62 is the same as elk unit 62 is the same deer. So okay. that land use map would be good for that. We also have an elk concentration map here. So it shows them summer winter range and that, that's radio collar information that really really the animals had to be in that concentration area 90% of the time in a 10 year study. Right. So, so it's really good information. So if somebody is, is new to a unit or new to Colorado, it's a great, great um, tool for them to be able to get up there and at least do scouting where the animals, where their habitat's really concentrated. So then one of the things we actually have at the show here with us, we, they also carry our digital maps, which show turkey concentrations. So if somebody's looking for roosts or spring or winter ranges, we show them that as well. So they can load that to their phone, throw it in airplane mode, doesn't matter if they're out of cell service. They can, as they're coming up to where they've traditionally roosted, that doesn't mean they're absolutely is a roost there because the Merriams will move around, sure. but it will show where they have habitually roosted at. So, right. 
So questions that come up, what are some of the top two or three questions that seem to always come up when you do the turkey seminars? You know, we we had a really good question just now on, you know, do I need camo? And, and one of the things that people, a lot, some people don't realize is turkey don't have a sense of smell, but they do make up for it with their eyesight and their hearing. So their hearing is amazing. I shared a story about how Lisa and I had set up one day. We, we had seen where they had roosted that morning, so we waited there all day waiting for them, hoping they would come roost that night. And sure enough, they were coming in and we had a a bunch of hens, you know, leading the pack. So we, you know, especially the spring season, we can only shoot a, a bearded animal. We talked right. about that as well, because you can have a, be a, a, a hen with a beard. So we even, t in fact, we had a guy in there from NWTF that said that it is actually possible for a Tom that's been actually, you know, strutting around and, and he may not have a beard. So yeah. it, it's actually illegal exactly. to shoot him. He has, he, have to have, he has to have a beard. Right. So even if it's come, but he's, you can he's see saying it. if there's oh, okay. zero beard there. Right? Oh, zero. Okay. He's a really, really young Tom. Okay. So, and if you look at the regulation, it says bearded. So that could be a hen that has a beard. It could be a Jake. It could be a long beard, as we call them. But anyway, huh. so the the, the question. Um, you know, is do I need to be camo? Do I, you know, they can see, at least it was sharing a story about how we were actually on the plat. She was in a tree stand and she'd, had, she'd been so still that a white tail walked underneath her. And there, along come these 60 toms, and, or, or, I mean turkeys, and they were like 300 yards across the meadow, and they saw her and ran. You know, I mean, their eyesight's wow. yeah. absolutely, and she said, you know, she felt like she was being really still. But sure enough, she did some little movement, and they can see you blink across the field. Mm -hmm. Their eyesight's absolutely amazing. So you just have to be, a lot of times we actually use a ground blind. We do a lot of mentoring with Step Up, Step Out. We're actually yep. maybe going to take out some avalanche um, ladies that we met at the conservation night last, last Friday, a week ago. But um, we're actually, um, that with that program, Step Up, Step Out, we try to get new women and children out in the outdoors. So if that's something you guys are interested in, give a, give a call into the station and, and sure. Scott will hook you up with us. But we love getting um, new people in the field. That's one of our favorite hobbies. Absolutely. 303-477-5600 is our number. If you've got any questions about hunting turkey, uh, once again, we're coming to you live from the Cabela's in Lone Tree, and we're going to... Uh, Try to get Fred Eichler on. He's here in the store today. Also, Mike Llewellyn is with the Castle Rock chapter um, for the National Wild Turkey Federation. He's got a banquet coming up. We're going to get Mike on as well. And uh, Sergio Alcazar uh, is always also going to join us here uh, after our break. Again, come out and see us. We're at the Cabela's Lone Tree Store. We'd love to say hello. we got to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk more turkey. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center offers KLZ listeners complete pet care services every day, all at one location. It's so much more than a clinic and so convenient. Their expert staff is always happy to help your pet have the happy and healthy life it deserves. Schedule a medical checkup for your beloved companion or take the first step toward a better behaved buddy by signing your pup up for obedience training. Did you know that if your sweet kitty needs grooming, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is one of the few facilities that offers grooming for both dogs and cats. And if you're planning a vacation, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center offers boarding for dogs, cats, and other small pets so you can take your vacation without worry, knowing that your four-legged family member's home away from home has a fully equipped medical center on site. Learn more about Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center at LoneTreeVet.com or call 303-708-8050. I was hurt in a car accident. 
The bills were piling up and my insurance company was giving me the runaround. I didn't know what to do. But then I called a lawyer I saw on TV. That lawyer had all the tools and the knowledge to get me 1.2 mil. Whoa, whoa. When you're hurt in an accident, you need Kevin Flesh of Flesh Law, a lawyer that's going to take your case seriously and not treat you like some get-rich-quick scheme. Serious car accidents are traumatic and can completely disrupt your life. Kevin Flesh has the integrity to help you get your life back on track. He will fight for you to get what you deserve, but he won't treat you like a lottery ticket. After you've been in an accident, call Kevin Flesh of Flesh Law at 303-806-8886 and make sure you will get someone who will do the right thing and get your life back. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado Radio. A lot going on here. I hope you'll come see us. A uh, parking lot is full, but I'm telling you, come by and see us. Talking turkey most of the day today. We've got a lot of special guests lined up for you. And uh, Donnell Johnson is kind of co-hosting with me here for today. And, so uh, fun. Thanks, so thankful for her to do that. And uh, Lisa Thompson is finishing up her seminar. And I'm now glad to welcome to the table Sergio Alcazar. You've heard Sergio on our show a number of times, ALC Global Adventures. And, um, man, it might take the rest of my show to list all the companies that you're now affiliated with. But, man, first of all, congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. That takes a lot of work and credibility to be able to do that. And, That's great. Uh, yeah, and so it's good for the companies, too. But I wish you could see his necklace. Oh, you can if you go to our live Over feed. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, a very cool necklace. We'll get some pictures out on our uh, Facebook page, too. So let's talk about some of your affiliations, first of all. Mojo, you just uh, got a great deal going with. And, man, we're looking at some cool stuff there, which we'll talk about in a minute. But talk about some of your companies. Yeah, Mojo is, is basically one of the primary companies. And as you know, they're basically all about motion decoys. Uh, waterfowl, Predator, and Turkey. Those are their specialities. This year they came up with another line of stuff for like bags for uh, hunting bags and uh, uh, rifle cases, etc. But mainly it's a motion decoy market what they're in. And they right. have some great new Turkey stuff. Absolutely. Now, explain, and again, wish we had TV here right now, but uh, Jill Alcazar has a Facebook Live going on. So you know what? If you're friends with Jill Alcazar's. Or Donnell uh, Johnson. Or Donnell. Oh, I got Donnell too. Okay, Donnell yeah. Johnson. That's uh, you can see what we're doing on Facebook Live now. But uh, tell us about this one Donnell's holding up. Well, this one, uh, it's a great decoy to sneak it to the turkeys. A lot of times when you're turkey hunting, they don't want to come to you. And I am just a fan of going after the turkeys. Uh, it is a decoy that obviously you want to use when you have private land and things like that. You don't yeah. want to get shot. I like looking the warning like a turkey. on here. <laughs> so disclosure first, but it actually has some orange in there to, yeah. to help you out. But definitely that's something that you have to use your, uh, uh, be sure to use it in private land. But it's a great decoy that you can, you can hold and basically crawl or sneak close to turkeys. Uh, if you look in, the, in YouTube, there is a lot of videos about this new Mojo turkey uh, decoy. And it's unbelievable how close you can get to these toms and how exciting an adrenaline rush you can get wow. using this. So I'm excited because I used to use just a fan sure. to sneak to the turkeys. And now you have the fan and the actual turkey and a, and a, and a holder. 
uh, and you can actually put a real fan in it as well. It comes yeah. with an attachment for it. Man, that would so, be cool. Which is what I would do. I'm going to put a real fan in it, depending on the area I'm hunting, and uh, it will be very, very effective in my opinion. So a question for you. Would you put a Jake Feathers in? I've had some people say put the Jake Feathers in versus a mature Tom Feathers because the big guys think they can come beat him up. Have you heard anything on that at all? Um, a Jake, uh, Jake Feathers will be great in the sense that, yeah, yes. uh, a lot of Toms will be more like I'm going to go and attack that Jake versus if you have a, a Tom, that already has been beat up by a bigger Tom, <laughs> they might see that Tom and say, I'm not going to do it a second time, but they will leave. <laughs> so you are correct. A, a Jake would be possibly more effective in more, more circumstances. That is correct. And so if we have somebody new, just explain what the difference in the feathers of a Jake versus a mature Tom would, would be. Yeah. Uh, a Tom would have just basically the feathers just lined up perfectly, and, and a Jake will have the feathers here in the middle. They will, they will stand out. And that's okay. how you'll, that's the difference. Right. Which is very noticeable. Yeah, and some people didn't know that, so that's why. Sure. That's no, and it's great because, I mean, tell you, for the first time you go out and do something, I mean, man, to come here and to be able to get the knowledge, you know, from Donna and Lisa, yourself, and some of the other folks that are here today, I mean, it can give you four or five years worth of experience just by listening for an hour, hour and a half seminars or talking to you guys. Yeah, that is correct. I mean, we, don't you wish you would have known some of the things you know today, yeah. five years ago? For sure. <laughs> That's what I mean. Sure. We, we made a lot of mistakes, right, along, along the way, and we tried to just learn from those and pass it along to people that come here and listen to our seminars, and we love to help people here. We, I have helped so many people that are first-time turkey hunters today pick up their gear and questions about how to go about hunting. Sure, sure. And so what's, now, what, yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about, about this, this second one, one yeah, here. Cool. This second one is called the Tail Chaser. That's also another new uh, mojo that came up and this one is uh, very very versatile I love it uh, a lot of times if you're sit out by a tree or something like that um, you want to draw attention away from you and basically if you want you can actually set up your shotgun barrel right there so it will sit in the tree with you while you're waiting and it will show up the fan so when you get that turkey coming to you it will have something to look at. It will look at that fan instead of you maybe moving or whatever. You can actually hide behind it. And it is so lightweight that when yeah. it comes to the point that the Tom is already right there for you to shoot, you can just lift it and shoot. So it's super versatile. You can also use it to sneak to a turkey as well, just like using a fan. And you can also attach a real fan in it. So these two new models that they have, I think they're going to have... Uh, you know, very good use. I'm going to definitely use them. Yeah. And again, we would say on private land, national forest, it, it would be risky, right? That is correct. The same disclosure. You want to be sure you use this probably just in private land where you know there's not going to be other hunters sneaking to you. I don't want Scott you. shooting me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scott Especially gets if you have a real now, fan, now, right? Yeah. Kevin Flesh, our attorney on our show. Kevin's too smart, but I'll get red. red, red. That's right. <laughs> just walk real slow with this, okay? That's and, uh, right, yeah. Uh, uh, absolutely. Again, we're coming to you live from the Cabela's in Lone Tree. A lot of things talking turkey today, and uh, Sergio will be here till 4, I believe. 4 o'clock. Okay. And, uh, boy, if you've got questions, come out and see all the experts that they've got here. They can help you out. And we talked about this yesterday, Sergio. We kind of had a plan B in case our technical difficulties uh, uh, kicked in today. So we're going to recap a little bit what we talked yesterday. The importance of knowing your weapon what your shooting range is, you know, but knowing how, and we'll, t we'll take uh, shotguns now, of, of just knowing that patterning and, and, you know, your choke, your loads, all the different things. And I'm just going to be the first one to tell you, a lot of people advertise things. Don't go by ads. Go by personal experience right. of you shooting that weapon in that round, right? That is correct, yes. Very important to pattern your gun ahead. I was actually watching a video this morning, and they were showing three different 
uh, types of shells with the same exact gun, and it's amazing how different the patterns would be mm -hmm. at 30, 40, 50 yards. So right. it's something that you, you want to get to know your gun and know so when you take a shot, it's an ethical shot, and you're going to know you're going to hit your target. Sure. And it's, archery. And, and, just well, and we just talked about patterning our gun in our, in our class in there, too. There's a full choke, modified choke, and there's actually a turkey choke, too. So you can just get a little extra edge if you want to get out there to 45 yards, whatever. So, um, again, and consistency and using the same ammo. Like, you might go do, we, we tell people, pattern your shotgun, but make sure you're using that same ammo. Like you just said, when you're actually in the field, don't just grab something out of your bag. Be consistent. So, yeah. yeah very important. It takes one BB. But, yeah, with, with archery, it's a whole other thing. Lisa and I, for the longest time, kept trying to shoot those big hel helicopter-looking, you know, heads. And we were trying to shoot them in the Oklahoma wind and, and all kinds of things. We finally, after talking to Chris Rowe, you know, we went for body shots and, and we started being more successful with our bows. Because, you know, you're, when you're dealing with wind and you're shooting 40 yards out there, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Right. So when, once we went to a body shot, um, it really changed our ability to yeah. bring some birds down. You know, and having a plan of just, I mean, I've sat before a place I think, oh, it's going to be great, and all of a sudden, I can't turn to my left at all, you know, or I can't turn to my right, or the turkey comes behind me. Right. I mean, there's nothing worse than be sitting there and all of a sudden you're called directly behind you and you've got yourself in such a position now. Yeah, you're well hid, but you can't get a shot. That's correct. So, you know, have a plan. Of, hey, if they come from this way, what can you do? If they come mm -hmm. from this way, what can you do? Right. And just stay still, you know, if, yeah. Patience. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the strategy with decoys just in general. Um, uh, Donnell, I know. Let's let's talk about what you do and what y'all's yeah, strategy, and then we'll. You talk. know, one of the things we use, we use, we'll we'll use like a Jake with like he's mating a hen, so we'll have the hen under underneath him, and then we use one with the kite string where we're actually pulling the tail, so it draws that movement. Right. And we've had we've had toms come in and parallel park. It, we've had so much fun with that because they they if they see that younger tom that has has the action going on, um, they get really jealous and come in. So we've had a lot of success with that. Um, it's a killer Z, but there's a jillion out. I mean, there's so many good Moja, whatever. There's a, gr a lot of great decoys um, out there. We, <laughs> Lisa gave me some of her old ones. That they, they literally, these padded, like a half inch. And I mean, they're older. Like she had them like from 10 years ago. I had them in front of my house. I live out in Franktown. And three big toms came in last year. And, and, and they were what I thought, would have thought, you know, decoys have gotten so good. But they still came in. They didn't know they were 10 years old. It was pretty fun. <laughs> That's correct. It's my yeah. lawn art. Right. <laughs> So how do you, and, and sir, let's talk about your, what works good for you and depends on where you're hunting, again, time of year and all the different things there, but what are some of your strategies with decoy? I always carry a jake and a hand too. That's my, my main thing that I always do. But sometimes I do put a, a dominant tom out there, as you said, depending on the time of the season and how, right. how the birds are responding. But I think a very basic thing to always do is do the, the, the jake and the, and the hand. And that's what I've been recommending to folks today. If they're going to start hunting, just get that set up uh, and it works very, very often, and some people were also asking me, well, why would I spend, you know, $100 in a decoy when I can get one for 25 And just what Danielle said, my first set of decoys was a very inexpensive set, uh, Jake and a hen, the cheapest one you can get, sure. and I killed a lot of turkeys with it. So right. I told them, I said, you're still going to kill turkeys with it. Sometimes it's going to make a difference to have that quality decoy. When that tom comes in that maybe right. it's being pressured, and you have a very realistic decoy, maybe with a real fan, 
it's probably going to help you, but you're still going to do well if you, if you have the right setup um, with an expensive decoy. And one, right. of, one of the things we talked about, you know, our season starts April 14th, but it goes all the way to the end of May. And so what you'll find towards the end of May, a lot of those hens have, are already sitting on their on their nest. And we've actually seen the eggs before, mm -hmm. um, but there'll be like a second rut where the hens that didn't get bred will actually. Um, so you'll still have that ability to call some toms in. It's, it's a little different. The dynamics to change over the six weeks. They have for me anyway. Right. That's correct. And our weather has been extremely dry. I mean, right. We've had no snow. If, and it doesn't look like anything's coming in the near future here. So how does that change with just the way the climate is, the weather is, you know, with turkeys? Well, I mean, as you said, it's very dry, but uh, there's going to be less water holes and things like that. I personally like to, to hunt river bottoms. So there's water. And if you're hunting farms like I hunt in Nebraska or places like that, Right now, yeah, water is going to be more of a resource and probably a very good spot to start your scouting and things like that. So it may help you in sure. that sense. Right. And one of the things we talked about, because we talk about, you know, the things that they're eating. We were hunting down by Trinidad a couple of years ago, and I finally shot the tom first. So we opened it up to see what it was eating, and he was eating mm -hmm. dandelions. So we, we weren't finding, we, we had to look really hard to find some dandelions. And sure enough, we went there and, and put out our decoys and called in some more. So we found out what they were eating that year. So huh. um, it's interesting. But when, when you're scouting, one of the things we do on our, our turkey maps where we show the roosts and spring areas, um, you go out there and you're looking for strut marks. You're looking for their tracks. I mean, you, it's obvious when you get into an area. Um, where they're hanging out and 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 we tell people when you're scouting before April 14th not to do any calling just to go out there and be quiet and um, we'll do crow calls after sundown just to, to see where they're roosting at you know if we can f find out where they're roosting at that next morning we're going to try to find a nice flat area we'll do fly downs with our hat or another wing just to try to simulate and make them want to come the direction our decoys are so um, there's a lot of different things we can do with that but, right uh, now Sergio you offer with ALC Global Adventures you offer some uh, really convenient drives to do some turkey hunting so let's we'll talk about that on the end of this segment here so tell Absolutely. us a little bit about that how about the, we have uh, some uh, very good turkey hunting in nebraska in western nebraska that we can do. i come I'm Absolutely, <laughs> which is convenient, especially if you live in Colorado, because in Denver, I mean, it's only about a three and a half hour away. Right. Um, and so, and there are a lot of turkeys in Nebraska. You can get mm -hmm. three over-the-counter tags in Nebraska in the spring. In Colorado, you can only get one over-the-counter mm -hmm. tag. That's correct. And every two to three years, you can, uh, you know, you, you'll get a, uh, a tag with points. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very, very convenient. And there are a lot of good public areas too in Nebraska. I mean, if you cannot afford uh, to go on a guided hunt. There are a lot of places in Nebraska, if you do your homework, where you can go uh, and go into private land. The key, just don't go on opening day. The season is long enough. Go, go during the week or go towards the end of the season, and most likely you won't find anybody else. Sure, sure. Now, what's the number if someone wants to talk with you, maybe about booking a turkey hunt with you? My number is 303-921-3055. Donnell, don't call now. <laughs> we, still have my a, phone. we still have a half hour to go. <laughs> You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. We are coming to you live from the Lone Tree here in Cabela's. Come see us. A lot going on. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about turkey hunting, but also Fred Eichler is going to join us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Red Merrill for Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is a weapon manufacturer that services the firearm enthusiast. From precision ARs to suppressors, Phoenix Weaponry can make your dreams come true. Phoenix Weaponry is a full-service gun shop that offers gunsmithing, coating, and modifications to your own weapon. Phoenix Weaponry, family-owned and operated right here in Colorado. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. Call today, 720-340-2496. 
Again, that's 720-340-2496. Or visit their website, phoenixweaponry.com. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and receive 10% off your custom-built weapon. Littleton Heating and Air Conditioning is proud of their 45 years of HVAC service to Littleton, Highlands Ranch, and Denver metro area. Littleton Heating and Air Conditioning is your Lennox and Carrier expert heating and air conditioning contractor. They are proud to offer the finest heating, air conditioning, and indoor air quality products with prompt and professional customer service and satisfaction. Call today and mention Haystack Help Radio and save $25 off any repairs or $100 off your furnace installation. Call 303-798-3880. That's 3 303-798-3880 for your appointment today. Littleton Heating and Air, A-plus members of the Better Business Bureau and official Haystack Help registered company. Ladies, I know you're tired of walking into the local gun store and seeing the same old thing. So let me tell you about Rampart Firearms. Just a quarter mile up Highway 67 off of Santa Fe and Sedalia, you will find a great selection of guns, ammo, tactical, and personal defense weapons. And if you or your spouse love to hunt, Rampart Firearms is a great stop for all of your hunting needs. Shotguns, rifles, pistols, anything from predator hunting to your next big game trip. Head to Rampart Firearms at the foot of the Rockies. Open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you will only pay a 4% tax on your purchase. RampartFirearms.com, 720-468-0050. That's 720-468-0050. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're just getting in the car, turning on the radio, we are coming to you live from the Cabela's store here in Lone Tree. Now, again, just a disclaimer, we are live on Saturdays 1 to 2. If you're listening to us on Sunday, our show is re-aired at 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Um, so what we're talking about right now uh, maybe have already passed as far as the hours and seminars, but tomorrow in the Thornton store, which is Sunday, uh, Lisa and Donnell will be out there doing a seminar starting at 2 o'clock on Turkey 101. That's correct. Okay. So we'll get, uh, there's usually pretty good seating out there, so everybody come out. But there's, there, it's, it's a fun day. They have a lot of other personalities out there as well, some, some pro staffers, and I don't know all their names, so I won't right. leave them out, but okay. it, it, it'll be worth your while. But we have Fred here today, which is worth your while. Yeah, Fred Eichler. First time I've actually got to meet him, and, of course, uh, heard about you, Fred, and watched uh, different things on TV and all, but, man, great to see you. Yeah, it's great to be here, man. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. That's okay. So tell us, um, um, for those that maybe don't know you, which probably is not many, but just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into this whole hunting industry, and what you got going on today. You know, like a lot of people, just super lucky. Um, you know, I love, love hunting, eat and breathe it, and started out with a little archery shop uh, in Fort Collins, Colorado, managing okay. uh, Jim's Archery Shop, and I ran a trap line, so I did a lot of trapping and predator hunting to earn a little extra fur money on right. the side, and then from there, uh, started an outfitting business, uh, taking other people hunting, and then guy walked in one day from uh, Easton and I took him hunting and he said hey we're thinking about doing a TV show how'd you like to be the host so kind of crazy so <laughs> you know started hosting some shows and you know doing what I love to do you know being out there and hanging out talking with people that are as passionate about hunting as yeah. me and my wife and my family are and that's what's fun you know when I met you this morning sure. it was like hey and you know I, was, I mean there's kind of it's, that it's cool it instant connection with people you yes. may have never yep. met 
but you just you feel like you're friends in five seconds Absolutely. you know when you just enjoy it yeah right. people Abs- people that hunt are just better people i mean it's it's terrible yeah. and you know you know that's probably a bad thing to say but i think they're more family oriented yeah. i think they're more aware of the yeah. you know the natural world we live in the sure. outdoors and like you said we all share that yeah. great connection people well, who hunt together stay together absolutely <laughs> i like it i like it <laughs> so now what's currently airing or, or going to be coming up the, the rest of this year with as far as tv shows you got going yeah right now we're airing uh, predator nation on the sportsman's channel and uh, we've got easton bow hunting coming up uh so that's going to be some fun stuff too and then okay. you know of course we share a little bit of our lifestyle you know we do some farming you know we run a few cows and uh you know of course we stay super busy with the outfitting business and then you know with the other hunts that we do and the, you know the family hunting so sure. it's kind of like sharing you know it's kind of a little look underneath the hood so to speak on you know about our daily lifestyle do you have some availabilities this year if people mm. want to book a hunt with you or no sir i, I don't this year but okay. uh, yeah for next year but uh, it's it's just fun you know it's just right. a good time and, and i love you guys being out here talking about hunting and you know popping different people in here and and getting to getting to meet them and it's been fun meeting you too so oh, it's exactly. kind of cool yeah same here so what's your favorite now, it seems like i was talking with jim shockey you know when jim was here uh and uh we were talking about their favorite animals and guys that are you know blessed or women Don and Lisa, I hate them really because they're always <laughs> killing bigger animals than he's, me. But anyway, he said on Facebook he wants to have a jealous button. Yeah, yeah, I need a jealous. That's actually jealous. a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. You got you might want to talk to Facebook or Instagram about that. You may, that may run. Uh, I don't a, care. I don't care and jealous. Yes, yeah, I like that. two buttons I need. Uh, but what's your is there a favorite? If you go, hey, if I had to hunt one animal the rest oh. of my life. That's so what tough because whatever I'm hunting at the time is my favorite. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I'm kind of goofy like that, but uh, something I would call probably. Exactly. You know, whether it's a exactly. whether it's a coyote, a fox, a bobcat, or an elk, or you know, something I can interact with. Exactly, mm-hmm. the diaphragm right there. You know, I, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and anything I can interact with. That's what's fun. Right. You know. Do you know Jeff Nimnick by chance? I can't say that I do. He does I coyote so. coyote craze uh, video series. Okay, I've in seen Nebraska. I've, I've seen the video series. Okay. Yes. Sir. Yeah, he does some seminars at International Sportsman's Expo, okay. and we were just up there uh, a few weeks ago hunting with him in Nebraska, and I'm telling you, it is so cool. We were hunting on a, a ranch that the, um, I guess this is okay to say, the Mormon church owns 70,000 acres. Holy And child. Jeff's the only one that has permission to hunt coyotes on it, and there's wow. 20,000 head of cattle on but coyotes are, every, and I mean, man, it's so cool to, you know, have him do the calling, and then all of a sudden, I mean, a thousand yards, man, here are the cops, you know, and oh, it's just so, it is unbelievable, <laughs> man, it is cool. So let's talk about uh, calling a little bit, Donnell, and, and um, so many people have different philosophies on it, different techniques that they like to use, and so um, we're kind of talking turkey here, but I also want to talk a little bit of big game. So. Okay. My, my, my favorite, well, and I unfortunately don't have my actual diaphragm here with me. This is one Lisa gave me, and it's, it's a little, anyway. I like the but, hair on it. Uh, yeah, I know, I, yeah. But, um, you know, last year was the first year I was actually felt confident enough to go to a diaphragm call. I had drawn a 92 tag, so I got two tags last year. I got to shoot my over-the-counter with Wayne Carlton, and then I got to call one in, and I was just leaning against a tree in the tall grass and just yelping. And pretty soon, here comes this Tom just, just, 
piercing the grass. The grass, like I'm such a videographer and I wanted to be videoing and then I'm like, oh, I need to get my gun, <laughs> you know. But it was just so fun to see him running straight at me. I didn't have a decoy, which I'm usually messing with all my decoys and cameras. And, and it was just so fun to be raw out there leaning against the tree and had that tom just running straight at me. And I was just yelping. But, you know, there's just a lot of different things you can try. I, I probably, I've told people I've probably screwed up a bunch of hunts, but I've created a bunch as well. So <laughs> sure. don't be afraid to try it. I mean, Cabela's is loaded here with all kinds of calls. I, I mean, I could talk about Wayne Carlton. We could talk about Primos, whoever. I mean, there's so many great calls out there. And don't be afraid to try it, you know. Sure. Um, that, and, and, and Wayne's greatest new in the Rip It, where you can actually yelp, you can putt, you can do a bugle, you can do a mew, you can do a calf call. You can turn around and do a, a goose, all with the same diaphragm in yeah. your mouth. That's that's pretty, usually that's what pretty. mine sounds like, too, <laughs> all in one. Yeah. Well, he, he actually, at the ISC show, he turned and did a predator call. Like, all, like I haven't made it that far. I, yeah. I tried, but it sounds scary. But anyway, don't be afraid to try it. And I'm a musician, so I love the tones and pitches. So sure. if I hear them do something, I try to mimic it. I've actually gotten fights with other cow elk. Um, Lisa's like, shut up and just let me shoot it, shoot the bull, you know. But I have, I learn something every year. I mean, we called in a, a, a cow in January using that, that 3D decoy that he came out with, yeah. and, and I was just doing a calf call, you know, and I got the whole herd to come off the other rancher. So um, people think, well, are they talking? Do you talk every day? Because I do. I mean, I mean, so, and, and, and it's so funny. I was out with Dave last year, my husband, and, and I was calling, and he leaned over to go. He goes, you need to be quiet. You're calling too much. And there was a bull elk leaning over him. That's one of his pictures on Facebook forever. I take a picture of the bull elk looking over him. And I said, do you still want me to be quiet? I mean, it's because, nice. but, you know, it, I love to talk. I'm too ADD. I can't sit still. So t calling lets me have something to do all the time. So it's, right, I right. love it. Are there things that you can think of, um, you know, whether it be waterfowl, whatever, that if you say, hey, look, you're better off not calling if you haven't got a few perfections down. Like I've noticed with geese. Yeah. Now, ducks, you can just kind of make noise, you know, a right. little bit. Right. But you, you start doing something bad. They're, they're gone. Yeah, well, and that can be your decoy. It can be your calling. I, I'm not a good goose caller yet, but I've been with people that are amazing, and I sit there and I look at them going, wow, you just made that hunt. You know, they brought a a gaggle in or whatever they are. Um, so a good, a good calling in goose is, is huge, but I'm not one of those yet. I'm working on it. But. Right. I want to bring up something, and Fred, I want you to talk about this as far as being an outfitting business. This just happened a couple of weeks ago on I Hunt Colorado. I know you probably, I don't know if you saw this, but a gentleman had bought his wife a mountain lion hunt, mm. sent a guy he had never met, six grand cashier's check to a P.O. box. Mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Nee, 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 mm. when he called. I yeah. mean, nothing. Guy's gone. So I want to talk about that just for a minute with outfitters because, um, first of all, as Fred just said, a million good people in this industry. Oh, yeah. But just like anything else, there are some not so good. So, Fred, how would you suggest for people to do their due diligence, you know, to, to book a hunt? I mean, you know, yes, man, you, anybody can have a booth at a show, an ISC show, whatever, you know. So what's some suggestions so people to really how to check out a good outfitter? You know, there's there's so many different things you can do. And, and one of the first things I say is to call the game warden in the local, you know, in the area. Um, you know, they can't give you a ton. You know, they can't say, oh, that's a bad guy. But yep. they can say, uh, you might want to look around. Check that <laughs> reference. You know, the, you know, game wardens mm -hmm. will give you a hint or they'll go, ooh, uh, 
you know, let me give you a name of somebody else that guides in the area. So I always tell guys, check with game wardens. Right. Colorado's great because it's got an outfitters association exactly. mm -hmm. that guys can look up. Because outfitters' licenses are actually very similar to a driver's license. If you get a point off it, it shows up. People can look that up. Okay. So, you know, if you're, you know, guiding illegally, doing things like that, um, you know, or taking people on the, you know, property you don't have, you know, don't have permission to hunt. And people can get in a bind really quick in Colorado because sure. if you trust somebody, and you go with them, and they take you on, let's say, somebody else's property, or property they don't have permission yeah, to hunt. I don't know. You're going to get the ticket, <laughs> right? right. You know, and all right. of us would be in that situation. You're, you're literally putting a lot of faith in an outfitter. So I would make sure that they're licensed and insured in the state of Colorado. I would never send money until I have a, you know, a contract in mm -hmm. hand and until I've checked references. And right. every outfitter has that uh, prepared uh, list of references that's their cousin or the guy that had the amazing hunt with them sure when i call because i go on guided hunts as well you know it saves us all time sometimes yeah. it's like man right. i want to go hunt this day but i don't know anything about where to go right uh, i say ask the outfitter for a list of people that didn't kill an animal with them now that's mm -hmm. a really unusual question but no matter how good of an outfitter you are and i'm in the same boat i've got guys that come with me that haven't harvested an animal. Sure. But if that guy will give a good reference. Yeah. So right. the guy says, you know, if I say, ah, I'm looking to go on elk hunting with you, well, yeah, we had a 90% success rate. Well, that's great. Give me the name. You know, if you only took 10 guys and one guy didn't kill, give me the name of the guy that didn't kill. Because if he gives me a good reference mm -hmm. and says, you know what, I didn't kill because I missed, or because the weather was terrible, or because, you know what I mean, maybe the animals just weren't there that right. day, right. but he was impressed with the outfitter, the guides, you know, the area. Well, that tells me that's probably the guy that I want to spend my money with. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and um, luckily, and, and of course, this person got a ton of responses of different things, and so I don't know why I guess my response stuck out to him, so we got him hooked up with um, our guy, and uh, um, they worked out a good financial thing for him, so his wife was just successful today, got a mountain lion oh, with a bow. Oh, that's really and cool. So awesome. The story turned out good, but yeah. I just want to tell, man, you know, like There's I say, we all want to trust people, we all want to do things, but... Man, a couple of these suggestions I haven't thought of checking with the game. I mean, right. in that area, yeah, just to see if right. they're good. Again, we're coming to you live at Cabela's in Lone Tree. And once again, I just want to mention, um, if you're just turning on your radio, uh, our show is now Saturday, which we are coming to you live here. But Sunday, our show is re-aired at 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. So there's still a lot of things going on Sunday. And uh, Lisa and Donnell, they will be at the Thornton store mm -hmm. uh, at 2 o'clock doing their turkey one-on-one -on -one uh, seminar there, and a lot of other folks. Are you going to be anywhere tomorrow, or, or home, or? No, sir. I'm going to be. I'm going to be practicing, getting ready for turkey season. Okay. <laughs> He's going to be patterning a shotgun. Absolutely. We got to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little more hunting here at Cabela's. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're looking for great deals on outdoor equipment and clothing, we've got you covered. Hi, this is Bill Paddock, owner of the Outdoorsman's Attic, your outdoor gear consignment headquarters. You'll save 20, 30, 40, even 50% on previously owned outdoor gear for the fisherman, hunter, and camper. We also sell live bait, firearms, and ammo. If you're doing a little spring cleaning, bring in your gear to the Outdoorsman's Attic. We'll sell it for you and put cash in your pocket. You can also pick up your hunting and fishing licenses right here at the store. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor gear needs is the Outdoorsman's Attic, located at 2650 West Hampton Avenue in Sheridan, Colorado. 303-781-3626. That's 303-781-3626. Or visit us online at outdoorsmansattic.com. Mention Sportsman's of Colorado and receive 20% off all your outdoor clothing. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Let me tell you what I love about Stack Optical. They are truly one of the last optician-owned, family-owned optical stores. 
At Stack Optical, you can be confident you'll receive personal attention. For over 50 years, Alan Stack has shown he really cares about making his customers happy. Stack Optical also has a beautiful new location at 2233 South Monaco Parkway in Denver. Free and easy up-close parking. Stack Optical has an on-site eyeglass production lab. Whether you need office eyewear or a new set of shooting or golf glasses, Stack Optical has the solution with the Stack Sport Pack. Give them a call today and ask for their $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Your eyes and vision are one of the most important things in life. I'm confident at Stack Optical you'll see the difference. That's 303-321-1578, stackoptical.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, my name is Scott Watley. We appreciate you being with us. A lot going on at Cabela's this weekend. Once again, our show is live today saturday from one to two and if you're listening to us on sunday uh, on our replays uh still head out to cabello's at two o'clock tomorrow in the thornton store uh, lisa thompson donnell johnson will be there doing their turkey 101 class at two o'clock a lot of other things going on they're having a youth calling contest as we speak here at the lone tree store uh fred eichler is with us and uh my first time to actually get to meet fred and uh, feel like good friends already so have to do some hunting sometime. And then uh, Fred's wife is with and Michelle, right? That's okay, right. Michelle. Well, good. nice to meet you as well. That's awesome. It's great to be here. So tell all right, when you guys first met, I mean, did you know the whole hunting thing? I was talking with Sergio's wife, Jill Alcazar, about this yesterday. Did you know it was going to be this involved in hunting when you first no. met? Okay. <laughs> How come every wife says that? Yeah. Well, she can't say that too much because her dad actually invented Muzzy Broadhead. So she was around. Oh, okay. She was, she was a big hunter and, and was around a lot. But I do think we kind of took it to the next level for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just the kid at the uh, local archery shop that was tuning bows and everything in Gainesville, Florida, in a little place called Brazington Trail Shop. He was 18 yeah. years old. and and uh, fixing bows and my dad had just invented a muzzy broadhead so wow cool it's pretty crazy so now do you like to get out and hunt yourself oh yeah okay yeah oh. we hunt as a family we do a lot of hunting together yeah good she's deal. a better elk hunter than me probably <laughs> she's no, got a lot a more patience patient. yeah <laughs> so do you guys do i mean is there a percentage of archery versus rifle for big game or yeah we probably do about 60 to 70 percent archery okay. um you know what i mean 30 to 40 percent rifle uh right. and really i think it's mostly because archery season is just longer sure, um, sure so you know this last year we took 40 i think 42 or 43 elk, elk. our clients did right uh, but we bounced that off between archery muzzleloader and and rifle because we take everything gotcha Let's talk a minute. We were talking about the outfitting and all that. You get a guy, books with you, brings his bow, and he can't hit this building. Okay. Do you do any pre-screening? Because you try to ask a guy without being, you know, hey, what's your range? You know, right. how good of a shot are you? You try to figure all that out to get, to get him in a good position and to make a good kill. But how do you handle that with maybe? Um, we, you, <laughs> we try and help him. Uh, you okay. know, honestly, you know, you, you can try and vet him as much as you can. Uh, but sometimes guys will show up and, and they're just not prepared. And, you know, same with the rifle. Oh, you know, no. we'll have, you know, we have our rifle guys shoot as well. And there's some guys that you're like, oh, man, the guy was a great shot with his 270 yep. back in Michigan. Shoots a deer every single year. But he decided he needed to jump up to a 338 <laughs> to come out elk hunting in Colorado. Right. And he's flinching real bad. And so a lot of times we'll either give him a loaner gun and step him down and, you know, you know kind of get rid of that jump on the recoil. 
Or we'll try and walk them through and dummy load them a little bit so they can see what they're doing. You know, when I say dummy load them, pull the bullet out, hand sure. him the gun, and, and when he sees how bad he flinches, he realizes the issue. So, yeah, same thing with archery. Uh, we try and train him a little bit, you know, and help help those guys out. Yeah, and a lot of people ask you, I mean, I get it with concealed carry. Hey, what's the best gun? And I'm like, you know what? What fits you the best? It doesn't matter what your buddies shoot or what you read about, you know. I mean, we go in Africa, whatever. I mean, certain things you got to have a 375 and above. But for most of the Plains game, I mean, I've seen all kinds of things, you know, taken there. So, you know, get the gun you can handle. And then works with archery the same way. Some guys, hey, their buddy pulls a certain way. They feel like they do it. They're, and standing up, feet spread apart, they might can draw it. But sitting down, getting in different deal. They're never going to get that bow back. Well, and, and I like to tell people, you know, especially me being a woman, I'm small. Uh, I pull 45 pounds on my bow. Uh, and if I can do it, anybody can do it. And you don't have to. The equipment nowadays is amazing. You know, you have the low, uh, small diameter carbon arrows, muzzy broadheads that my dad invented. I have never had any problem with any animal I've shot. And I've shot anything from moose in Alaska to kudu in Africa and you know the equipment nowadays is is amazing right. so you don't have to you don't have to pull 70 pounds or 80 pounds of bow to enjoy the sport sure practicing how much practice you guys do do you shoot arrows every day or try try Almost. to get in a certain yeah. really yeah you yeah. know I believe in one arrow and I know that's weird but my practice regimen is usually just trying to shoot one arrow because it doesn't matter the second third fourth arrow doesn't matter where that goes <laughs> it's just that you know what I mean it's right. just that first arrow so I'd rather you know, get my body used to trying to make one really good shot. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. you know, I mean, think about it all day if I miss. Right. But, but that one shot kind of sets the tone for the day. Absolutely. And it's also very important not just to practice, but practice like you're going to hunt. So if you're going to, if you know you're going to go out turkey hunting with a bow and you're going to be sitting in a blind, mm -hmm. go out, get a chair, sit down, and practice from that sitting position because it's a lot different than standing and trying to shoot your bow. There's yeah. a lot of things. So, so practice exactly like you think you're going to hunt. Sure. That's a great point. Well, Michelle, it's been great to meet you as well. And uh, we'll, we'll try to figure out some time to get you guys back on the show from time to time. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun and everything. So if I could, I'm going to get you to switch places with Mike Llewellyn. Absolutely. And so if you can turn her mic. No. Um, turn her mic there. And we're going to get Mike Llewellyn on. And Mike is... Uh, with the uh, National Wild Turkey Federation. They got a banquet coming up here in Castle Rock, and uh, that is going to be the 16th, I believe. And so we'll get Mike all wired up for sound here. So, uh, Mike, good to see you, bud. Yeah, good to see you, Scott. Now, man, they put you right in the front door. Yeah, they do. Yeah, hey, I'm special, don't you know? Yeah, and you and Fred. <laughs> Now look where I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm back with the decoys and the bucks and all that. No, it's cool. No, it's great to see you. So They put the better looking ones up front. <laughs> oh, okay. I knew that was going to come. I knew that was going to come. So the 16th is your banquet. Yep. And uh, now what year is this that you've been running this? Um, I've been uh, working with that chapter about 12 years now. Right, right. Yeah, it's our 19th annual. Um, I took it over about 12, 11 or 12 years ago. Okay. So how can we get tickets? People still want to come. Absolutely. We'll be out here at Cabela's for at least a couple more hours. You know, the easiest way, you can find us, Rampart Range, nwtf.org or Facebook. You know, th this day and age, we don't mail anything out anymore. Everything is emails and <laughs> social media. So we try to keep it updated. But, you know, Rampart Range NWTF on Facebook, you can find everything you need right there. You can go to our website, 
you can go the back way and go through nwtf.org and then you got to try to find the event page and all that but the easiest way is facebook everybody's on facebook now sure. rampart range nwtf and you can get all the information you need on there get registered online buy gun raffle tickets the whole works what's a few things you got in your live auction Oh gosh, we're you know we're getting more and more donations and stuff every year. We've got a two-person African safari. We got a four-person um, dove hunt in Argentina. We've we've got trips to Costa Rica. We've got local you know hotel stays, dinners. I think we've, you got that mountain line. We've got, again, we've got Colorado mountain line with extreme session again this year. Um, you know we've got awesome artwork sculptures you know all kinds of things and it's not just turkey you know okay. it's we, we've got elk prints elk sculptures we've got deer prints ducks you know we right. try to cover everything you know not everybody's a turkey hunter right and but everybody out here hunts they enjoy outside you know hunting camping hiking whatever it might be sure Let's talk about groups. That's why I want you to stay, Fred, a little bit about the organizations, you know, of SCI, Ducks Unlimited, Pheasant Forever. Uh, it seems like it's hard to explain to the anti-hunting group <laughs> and to have a, just a conversation about conservation because when we say hunting is conservation, very few people get that on the anti-hunting side. Oh, I mean, yeah. you must run into it, you know, oh. a lot. Social media, you post something. They want you to die, your kids to die, everybody to die. I mean, you know, it's not even a conversation, really. So what's your approach these days in explaining, you know, about conservation and hunting? And You know, we, we do our best to try and educate people and, and introduce them to, to the fact that really everybody kills animals. And I say that because, you know, you'll have vegetarian that will say, oh, I don't kill animals. I'm like, well, why don't you come and sit on the tractor with me one day when I'm cleaning a field or when I'm even cutting alfalfa and let's see how many fawns accidentally get hit or baby birds or mm -hmm. you know don't everybody impacts animals and our you know our natural environment no matter what they do so you know by spraying fields and you know to I mean you know vegetarians and you know open up you know and, and, and you know farming practices from post to post you know we're losing habitat that animals would utilize so sure. i guess my way of, of you know kind of combating that a little bit is saying you know look a little bit at the natural world and i think it's fine if you don't want to hunt but just understand that buying a you know a Burger King at Burger, you know, a, a Burger, Burger died. King. Yeah, it means somebody, <laughs> something died to get that. And right. you just didn't want to kill it yourself. You paid somebody to kill it for you. Yep. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. Sure. But for me and my family, we prefer to harvest our own animals, put our own meat on the table, you know what I mean? And, and we know how we've taken care of it, you know, yeah. and, and joining organizations like NWTF and things like that. I think help people, it, it helps keep us educated and informed even inside those, you know, those groups. You know, you understand what's going on as far as conservation and how much hunters have really helped, sure. you know, not only the game animals, but the non-game animals as well. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no meat more healthier than harvesting your own. Yeah, absolutely. No hormones, no additives. There's nothing to make it look pink at the store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so get in touch with Mike. Come out here to Cabela's. You'll be here a couple more hours. And, again, our show is live here on Saturdays, Sundays. Are you going to be anywhere tomorrow? I mean, at the Cabela's or? No. Okay, just today till about 4. Yes. All right. So come out and see Mike, get a ticket. A couple other banquets just to let you know about. We will be emceeing the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation a Large Denver Banquet on March 24th. You can go to rmef.org for more information there. Get your tickets there. We'll also be doing a banquet with Outdoor Buddies on April the 21st. And you can go to outdoorbuddies.org. For more information there as well. 
But we want to thank all the fine folks here at Cabela's for letting us come out today. We want to thank all of our guests, Donnell Johnson with Hunt Data, Sergio Alcazar, uh, also uh, here on the pro staff with Cabela's, also with Mojo and every other outdoor company you can think of, Sergio is with, and uh, does a great job. And uh, Fred Eichler, uh, Fred, has been super to meet you, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, so, pleasure meeting you. Hope yeah, you can come down and do well, a hunt sometime. Absolutely. I would love to. And uh, Mike Llewellyn as well, and, of course, Fred's wife, Michelle. So most of all, thank you for joining us today for Sportsman of Colorado. Hope everyone has a great, safe weekend. Happy hunting, and good luck spring turkey. We'll talk to you next week. expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.